Hello, everybody, and welcome to In-Depth, presented by the San Antonio Express News. My name is Luis Vasquez, and I'll be your host as we bring in journalists to give us an inside perspective into the stories they bring to the Express News each week. Today, I'm joined by staff writer Vincent Davis. He joins the show to talk about the subject of his latest San Antonio stories, Samuel Igbo, a 15-year-old violinist. Uh, welcome to the show, Vince. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Doing great. I'm um, looking forward to talking about uh, Samuel and, you know, his rise to this, to becoming a um, virtuoso of the violin. I, I love it because sometimes I get an advanced copy of your of the of the San Antonio Stories article. And sometimes I don't. This time you just told me, hey, there's this 15 year old violinist. Can you come shoot a video? And um, and so I went over to his house and I even recorded a little 15, no, probably a 10 minute interview with him that'll play at the end of this, uh, at the end of our conversation. And uh, he was incredible. How did you first get to meet him? Well, you know, this is all um, credit. I should credit um, photojournalist Lisa Kranz. I got a text uh, back in July, early July. And she said, hey, you know, I just learned about this 15 year old uh, violin player who has been selected to play with Carnegie Hall's um, you know, National Youth Orchestra. I'm like, what? You know, he's out of Bernie. She gave me the background and everything, and we were raring to go. But then um, she called, she texted me back and said, well, he's actually in New York right now. So we had to wait until he came back um, from his month-long residency there. And uh, I tell you, uh, he is, uh, he blew us away. I mean, I, I think, think we were fortunate just to watch him, you know, play the violin and to see how passionate he is about playing that instrument. And, you know, the thing that really, that really uh, kind of knocked me out was that um, we're like, hey, can we just kind of watch you as you play? And we were downstairs. He said, sure, um, let's go upstairs. So we went upstairs and there's a big, uh, like, you know, uh, common room, playroom. He didn't, he didn't go there. He went into the bathroom and we're like, what? You know, he says, yeah, this is where I practice. He said, because I can look in the mirror and I correct my form if I have to. I can see how I'm playing and, you know, make adjustments, you know, at the same time while I'm playing. And then I, I stepped out. Lisa was taking photos. And I tell you, it was like being in this concert hall. I could not believe the sounds and the music that he was playing that was just coming, flowing from that bathroom. You know, it, the acoustics, I, I could see why he chose it. His mother very kindly let me know that he likes to play there because the acoustics are much nicer. Uh But you brought you brought up uh, another element. And for me, I'm a huge fan of the orchestra. I was in the strings program at Northside when I was in fifth grade Mm. and I was in orchestra all throughout high school. And I've followed the San Antonio Symphony for years and Yosa. Mm -hmm. And it so happens that I know Troy Peters. He's the, um, the director for for the youth orchestra of San Antonio. And what struck me the most about uh, Samuel mm-hmm. was how he got into it in the first place. He is yeah. self-taught, learned through YouTube. And you, I mentioned the bathroom again, just to, because I asked him in our interview, like, how did you get feedback? One of the most important things when you're practicing anything that requires like a fine arts touch, you need feedback to improve because then you don't know if, how well you're doing. And he's like, no, I just listen to YouTube. And if it didn't sound the same, I kind of just, you know, tried to do it better. And then seeing himself in the mirror, as you, like, as you just told us, that makes a ton of sense. He was kind of finding his own way to give himself feedback, which is 
another level of just like, wow, he, he really, he really impressed me as well. Yeah. You know, his mother, uh, we sat and talked with her, um, after he was practicing and she said, you know, he's just been this early achiever. He who started reading when he was two and a half years old and he, um, He's always had a 4.0 grade app, you know, GPA <laughs> throughout school. And uh, it just seems like learning is just a hobby for him. So when he was telling us about, you know, watching his Doc Perlman's um, uh, YouTube videos and after the fourth time watching, uh, I guess a couple of them, he when he told his mother, this is what I want to do. You know, the Lord wants me to play the violin for the people. You know, they're and you're like, OK, and you people can say that, you know, kids, you know, can say that to their parents. So she wasn't sure. So she said, let's just rent a violin first. And uh, they did. Uh, but six months into the studies, uh, she went into his room one day when the music coming from his room was very loud. And she asked him, could you please turn the YouTube video down? You know, he's watching. And uh, he turned to her and said, no, that's me. And she was shocked. And I have to, it was six days. I apologize. It was six days into his self studies and he was already playing, you know, he, he, you know, it sounded like a professional. Uh, You brought up his faith and he, he brought that up in our interview as well, how Mm -hmm. it was like a calling to him from God. And it also reminded me of, of Jarrell flowers, how their faith almost, it doesn't inform their music necessarily, but it guides them. And uh, he seems so grounded for a 15 year old. Oh, yeah, exactly. You know, um, he's very personable, very um, mannered, you know, um, a young man. And um, so I think his upbringing, you know, his religion means a lot to him. I think that that does kind of like guide him and whatever he does. Um, but everything he does is very measured. There's, there's mm. no, there doesn't seem to be any excess, you know, like, okay, this is what I have to do. And when he concentrates on whatever that is, like when he was playing in the bathroom, he had his, the music, the the sheets of music up, you know, um, on the vanity counter. And, you know, he was just into it. Now I have to also say that he's practicing for next year's orchestra in New York at Carnegie Hall. (laughs) You know, he's already, he's already practicing right now. Uh, and I think he's audition. He has to send an audition tape in in November, so he's already hard at work at that. You know, um, I uh, I tried to ask him uh, like, how does he practice and and what does he do outside of the violin? Because sometimes, I mean, as a fifteen year old, I assume he's got other things on his mind, and so I, I kind of wanted to know like, hey, do you play video games? And and he mm-hmm. does. He still play. I mean, he still plays video games. He. I, I was just, I don't, I, I don't remember being that, that poised at 15. No, same here. He's very well-rounded, you yes. know I mean? And so he does, like we were there, I did notice the, um, the video controllers and stuff like that. And there were books, uh, fiction books around and stuff. Um, but he, you know, uh, he also is a, uh, he likes track and, track and field. Yes. He, he told me running of the runner's high that he gets is similar to yeah. how he feels when he's playing the violin. He mentioned that. 
Yeah, and that's how we end the story. I mean, we were talking to him, and then when he mentioned that, I'm like, so, you know, how's it feel? And he was talking about that euphoric state, you know, the runner's high that a lot of runners talk about after, you know, when they hit that 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 stretch, that long stretch, strenuous stretch. And you could see it, because when we would, when I was watching him, um, you know, I was way back behind uh, Lisa, and you could see him. He's most of the time he has his eyes open, but every once in a while you would see him close his eyes and he was like, okay, I'm gone, <laughs> you know? And he would even, you could see him even rise up a little bit, you know, when he was hitting certain, you know, notes and things. Um, so yeah, I, I think it was just a privilege to watch him. Uh, Cause I think that we're going to be hearing about him much more in the future. Well, um, yeah, Vince, um, we're, I'm going to go ahead and let the listener know that we're going to move. The next thing they're going to hear is my interview with him at his house. And uh, you can check out Vince's article in the episode's description, and mm-hmm. as well as a video, because I got I got a chance to um, to shoot a little video of him uh, playing the violin in his um, in his kitchen. Yeah, they were very, very ecstatic. Uh, <laughs> um, his, his family, his mother and his family were very ecstatic that, you know, you were able to come in to actually document, you know, and what you captured him playing. Yeah. Yeah. The wonderful, just lovely family. I, I loved it. Thanks again for being on the show and for a wonderful, wonderful piece. Oh no. Thanks again, Luis. And thanks for all you do. We appreciate it. Okay. So I just saw you, um, I heard you play right now. It was incredible. When did you first pick up the violin? So I first picked up the violin, um, at 12 years old, it was the end of, my sixth grade year and I was heading into the summer and you know I was scrolling through YouTube videos and I came across a violinist named Itzhak Perlman. The great Itzhak Perlman. Yes playing the Tchaikovsky violin concerto and I listened to that concerto on repeat for about three hours (laughs) because it was that intriguing to me and it um, really pushed me to start learning the instrument and playing violin. But what, what immediately did you go talk to your parents and be like, Hey mom, dad, get me a violin like tomorrow type thing. Well, yes. Okay. So that didn't quite work out. Um, my parents were quite kind of skeptical. Oh, is he going to learn it? Is he going to, um, stick with it, um, and be dedicated to it. But after a couple of months, um, I got my first violin um, at a violin shop and it's just been an upward trend since then. And you're self-taught? I am self-taught. So I didn't have a teacher when I first started um, and I basically learned all my technique and um, all of the repertoire through YouTube videos, um, through um, uh, YouTube channel in particular called Violin uh, Masterclass, um, ran by um, a violinist, I can't even pronounce his name, uh, but Shoshman House. Um, and um, that really pushed me through. Um, and then I auditioned for um, the Varsity Orchestra, uh, my Varsity Middle School Orchestra, and I got into the top group within three months of my playing. Was it something that as soon as you picked it up, you kind of knew that's what you like to do? Yes. I, I just clicked with it immediately. Um, and since then, it's just been uh, an upward trend. Tell me about um, what, what do you, where do you want to go with it? What do you want to play? Do you have any like what are your goals? Um, well, my goals um, 
are to um, continue playing not only for myself, but for others and reaching out um, in my community and in other communities for students who don't have access for classical music. That's just something that's been a passion of mine since I began picking it up. Um, and my goal um, beyond high school is to um, do a dual degree um, in violin performance and in a pre-med field and see where um, both of those take me. That's incredible. I love that you mentioned bringing classical music to like places where classical music doesn't belong or not doesn't belong, but it, it doesn't typically go. I, uh, I once talked to Sebastian Lang Lessing. He was the... Um, he was the um, conductor for the San Antonio Symphony for a long time. And I think he's still part of the organization. And that was one of his biggest things was trying to demystify classical music as something for like elitists or you know what I mean? Uh, and to bring it to like to everyday people and yeah, to demystify it. So it's awesome that you um, that's something you want to do as well. Uh, what other hobbies do you have? Um, well, I run track and field. Um, well, I didn't do much of it this year because of COVID, um, but I do short distance events um, in track. Um, and then I do 5K and cross country. And running has just been something I've really enjoyed even before I started to play the violin. Um, and it's even pushed me further to be motivated, um, to play my instrument. Um, you know, the, the saying runners high to when you, you first start off like feeling, oh, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna be able to, to do this. But then you, you start, you go further and further in the race and you start to have that, that high point, um, in, in the race that I can, I can kind of correlate that with violin playing. Um, I once had a performance to where, um, it was a really tech. There was a really technical section um, in the concerto that that I was playing, but once it got to the really slow lyrical section, I just really let myself go and allowed um, myself to feel the music. And that moment in the performance is just something that I'll uh, I'll never forget. That's why I I correlate um, track and field and violin playing so closely to the runner's high. It gives feeling. you that same. It activates that same part of your brain. I love that. Yeah. Um, what? How do you? How do you practice? Uh, hours a day? A little bit a day? Like how? How? How do you go about it? So I feel like part of the reason I was able to progress so fast um, with playing um, an instrument is because I had a like very like regimented focused practice schedule. Um, so I would practice about three or four hours a day, um, um, even on um, school, school weeks. Um, and I wouldn't really go outside of that or, and I would have a very focused um, practice session to where I would have, um, do slow practice with a metronome um, and really like key point um, certain areas um, that maybe I wasn't doing so well um, at. And that just really helped me be focused and progress more as a result. I'm curious, a, a lot of the times when we practice or, the reasons why people progress is because of feedback. Cause you have a teacher telling you, Hey, this isn't how it's supposed to go. How were you getting feedback or knowing when something was off? Was it intuitive or did you have any mentors help you along the way? Well, um, part of it was intuitive. Um, part of it was, um, listening to, um, other people play the same pieces as I was and intuitively getting feedback from that. 
Um, but I also had mentors like my middle school orchestra director um, and um, conductors, um, Troy Peters, conductors, a conductor of Yosa. He really gave me a lot of feedback, um, especially when I was auditioning for the National Youth Orchestra. He gave me a lot of valuable feedback um, that I feel I wouldn't be I wouldn't get in if I didn't um, have that sort of outside feedback. All right. So you're a sophomore right now and you're going, wait, are you going into your sophomore year or? I'm going into my sophomore year. What are some of the goals that you set for yourself? Like as the year begins in school, like how are you going to focus in school and the violin and how, how are you managing that? So I kind of set up a plan last year um, for this um, to where um, I would do my homework um, at school um, during um, free periods or during free time that I have so that I have less to do when I get home. And so I have more time to practice. Um, I have more time to practice excerpts, etudes. Um, and that's kind of, um, it's a really, um, really simple, um, protocol, but it's something that's like really helped me, um, going towards, um, being balanced in both schoolwork and, um, classical music. I know that Yosa and, um, orchestra in general, like at, at higher levels can be pretty stressful. How do you, I know violin is, is fun, but how do you kind of like decompress from all that or walk away? Like, what do you do for fun? Like, is violin what you do for fun? Um, well, there are some moments where I consider violin to be fun, but um, sometimes I just like um, sitting back, taking um, days away from playing an instrument and um, either um, playing video games or like spending time with my friends. What video games are you playing? <laughs> um, I play Valorant. Oh, Valorant's um, good. And Call of Duty, Minecraft. Um, just I love Minecraft. Yeah, pretty, pretty, pretty cool games. All right. Well, um, thanks for sitting down and chatting with me. I, I really enjoyed your performance, and uh, yeah, you're an incredible young man. <laughs> thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs>